This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast is sponsored by Brewskits, handcrafted dog treats made from spent beer grains, oats, barley, and rye. No chemical preservatives, a great source of fiber, and packed with protein. Visit brewskits.com to see the full selection of treats for your dog and your cat. Receive 15% off your first order by typing in two important words, Fermented Adventure, at checkout. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. He's Deep Cole Carney. He's Frank Schweitzer. I'm Rich Shane. Dawn Ranieri's here, and this is Fermented Adventure, the podcast. We are sitting down with Frankly Deep, the hot sauce company, and what I'm thinking about is hot sauce. How did you get this started? Tell us your story. Well, first started with growing peppers. Uh, mutual friend of ours uh, was growing peppers out on his porch. And uh, basically, like, we can do that. I can do that. So uh, after starting 14 different varieties of peppers and uh, having a good yield, uh, Deep and I started getting in the kitchen and formulating some hot sauce. What year are we talking? So about eight years ago. 2012, probably. 2011? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe 10 years ago now, 10 years ago, we probably started talking about everything, started growing the peppers. It's when um, hot peppers started to become in the news stories, when the Carolina Reaper started getting growing and getting popular, gaining in popularity. Um, we, Frank started growing the peppers and then he would bring them over. I'm being, me being Jamaican and Indian already had a lot of passion for, for hot food. I'm um, coming to your house because yeah. <laughs> there's some great food coming out of your kitchen. You're more than welcome to. I, I whipped up some chicken birria tacos last night, uh, for dinner. So you're more than welcome to come over. That's going to be segment two of our <laughs> podcast. Just sitting down in whatever you're cooking, and I'm sure you got your hot sauce. That would be delicious. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's sort of where all of this passion came from was from food. Um, you know, we love to eat. We love to cook. Um, so Frank was going the peppers, growing the Scotch bonnet peppers, which is a very difficult pepper to get here in the States for a while. Um, especially around us, it's still quite difficult to get any of those, you know, Scotch bonnets, uh, Carolina Reapers, Scorpions, uh, Seven Pots, those super hot peppers. So Frank was bringing them to the house. And, you know, at first it became just a check out all peppers. And we were just taking pictures, posting them, getting people to, can you identify which peppers we were growing, you know, all the different varieties. Um, so we just started making sauce. Just, you know, we were bored and what do we do with all these peppers? They were going into bags and going into the freezer and what are we doing with them? What do we, you know, what do we do? So 
we started making sauces. We In the beginning, we just started putting stuff into a pot, blending it up. We were putting it in any bottle jar that we had, you know, old pickle jars, old salsa jars. We were just loading them up. I was, uh, I was working in the automotive retail field at the time, and I was bringing in different bottles every week um, and just giving it to the just guys. Just seeing what the yeah, feedback yeah. was going to be? <laughs> yeah, just, you know, what do you guys think of this flavor? What do you think of that? Um, my roommate was from Trinidad and Tobago, and they eat notoriously really hot food. That's where a lot of the really hot peppers come from. The Trinidad scorpion is from there. Um, so, you know, he would give a lot of his advice on he, what he would do. He would bring some bottles of hot sauce from his aunt in Trinidad, you know, when he would visit. So we'd eat that and be like, whoa, you know, and get, get inspirations on what we were searching for. Um, and eventually friends and people would say, hey, you should sell this stuff. And we'd giggle. That's and, always how it yeah, happens, you know, right? And we go laugh. on Shark Tank. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. And then once yeah, once you start, and then you know you should sell this. And at first it was, ha ha, here you go, here's your sauce, enjoy your day. Um, and eventually we sat down and we talked about it, and we agreed to to try and make a go of it. So in the beginning, it was a lot of you know out of the trunk sales and hey check out check out my hot sauce that we were cooking and you know we we're cooking in garages and you know in kitchens and whatnot trying to figure it out um, before we became members here um, at the Artisan Exchange. So it was a it was a it was, came from a passion of food and then wanting to get hot sauce to people. People expressed an interest, so we started narrowing down you know five or six core rep- recipes. In the beginning, we probably had 15, 20 different varieties. A raspberry pear. We did a cilantro lime that had no onions in it because we had a friend that hated onions, so we made a specific batch of hot sauce just for him. Um, you know, as you can imagine, in the beginning, we could allow our creativity to flow in any direction that we want. Um, it was quite, it was quite nice. But eventually, we narrowed down our focus, came up with our five, six flavors, and we decided to make a go at it. Um, everything we've done has been homebrewed by us, uh, from our original graphics. Um, Everything, bottling, everything has been done by us. We designed our own website in the beginning. It's still designed by us, as you can awesomely tell. But, you know, it's it's got a lot of home feel to what we do. But at the same time, we're now producing in a commercial kitchen, you know, trying to, you know, make the bigger step into the bigger wave of the, of the food world. Hospital. How did the both of you meet to know that this is something that was going to turn into, I would imagine right now, what's become your passion? Oh, we would have never guessed that when we first met. <laughs> yeah, um, our friendship has, you know, as any good friendship, has hills and valleys. And did you grow up together? Did you live next next to each other? Did it was it work? Pro, you know, how did you meet? Deep was a sophomore, Penn State, my uh, my freshman year, and he's probably the other than the soccer team was probably the first person I met other than other than them. Uh, so I've I've known him pretty much every day since. Uh, First day of college. So you met at Penn State. We met at Penn State. Main we campus. Were, no, we were Brandywine. at uh, yeah Brandywine. What's what is Brandywine now? At the time, it was De- Delaware County. That's how old school we go. Okay. Um, so I. Um, Frank and I met his freshman year. He was on the soccer team. I was friends with a couple other kids on the team or, you know, I was was quite gregarious and, you know, we just met, we became friends and for, you know, freshman, sophomore year, we were friends and then I switched campuses and he stayed. So we didn't talk for almost two years. And then I came back to the Brandywine campus and I was... And you guys, you guys, you know, kept up the relation. I feel like I'm... No, we literally just didn't. We almost didn't. We almost like had a fell apart. Oh, you're back? Yeah. It was like, I, we ran into it. I came back to the campus and I ran into him one day and it was like, hey, you want to go get a bite to eat? I haven't seen you in a while. We caught up and, you know, and the rest is history. As they say, we do. We just, you know, ever inseparable ever since. 
um, you know, really been best friends and hanging out almost every day since. And, um, you know, from music festivals to uh, college parties to whatever it is. And eventually it it's now a business, you know, now we're business partners. So it's quite nice. Jeep, you mentioned a couple of things about the different kinds of peppers. And you said, Frank, you know, Frank, you're cooking or you're making and growing all the peppers right now. Correct. Um, you know, what's that like for you? What's the process? And talk about some of the trials and, you know, the, you know, just some of the you know, moments where this is going great, but sometimes maybe this isn't. I mean, it, it's a it's a long process from start to finish. And you in the beginning need to be there all, all the time. Um, you um, you give them too much time on their own and they're either going to be too dry or, or something's going to happen to the plants. You need to be there every single day checking on them when they're, when they're young. Um, biggest thing is, you know, making sure that we grow all the different varieties that we need. And there's 14, I think, that we use throughout the six different sauces. So we've got to make sure that we have those in stock throughout the throughout now, do you have the a greenhouse do you have like a grow light how do, I'm, they, I'm trying to picture how so you have starts, this set up it starts in my basement i've got a small room that's sectioned off in the basement i was using two lights for a while but now i, I start with one led light uh their plants are started from seedling they spend well i started the first few in the first week of january and i'm still starting some now and so hopefully i'll be ready uh come uh, april yeah, so what is the cycle for you to from starting seeds, growing to harvesting? When you're not always bottling all the time, or are you, based on the stock that you have? How does this work for you? Well, we use uh, frozen peppers mostly. Uh, if we don't have, uh, if we can't source them fresh from, you know, whatever, I'd like to eventually be able to uh, keep both an indoor and an outdoor greenhouse so I can keep certain varieties of peppers producing all year round. At this point, we're not quite there yet. Um, what we produce uh, throughout the summer and fall is what we use throughout you know, that year and then the beginning of the next year. Talk about some of those moments where you know there were challenges, right? Something didn't work out the way it should have. Were there those moments for you? Um, yeah, tons. So, uh, one <laughs> of the, every yeah, I mean, it's, as you can imagine as young business owners and trying to figure it out, starting off by, you know, cooking kitchen, you know, cooking in garage spaces. You know, I remember when we first started, when we had to cook our first batch, um, we cooked on the side burner of my mother's grill in the garage in December. It was 10 degrees outside and, uh, I think snowing. I don't, I don't recall if it was actively snowing, but there was snow on the ground and we were cooking in the garage, a 10 gallon batch because we just had to get bottles out and had to get sauce. Um, and it was a challenge for us, you know, um, learning, also learning spoilage is also a big thing is uh, overproducing. In the beginning, we were cooking 10, 20 gallon batches. We have to cook 20 gallon batches, bottling up all the sauce and it's not moving. And so we're finding ourselves a year later, year and a half later with 5,000 bottles that we've now got to, you know, figure out what to do. Or wow. Whatever, 10 gallons or whatever. Well, maybe not that many bottles, maybe. but like, <laughs> It's a little bit of an exaggeration, but, but yeah. But I mean, it was only four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, all. Well, you know, going from from a gallon or two gallon batch at a time, and being like, well, that's just not enough to, to like said jumping to ten to fifteen gallons, and that was we could have went happy medium probably there. Yeah, <laughs> so like, there's there's a relatable part to this. I mean, we talk to you know brewers, and we talk to people that are making mead and cider, and there's that gradual step up and. 
um, we we sat down with Duck Butts Meadery, and that meadery itself is still in the um, infancy stage, to where they're you know not selling their product to the consumer. They're just still figuring out, you know, and, and learning the process. You guys are are really still, I mean, you've got your five or six signature sauces, yep. but there's still a progression. And I and I love seeing the story to where you are now, to how you're growing and expanding. I mean, you showed us your production facility here at the Artisan Exchange. You've got your 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 this this movable, um, rollable, um, what would you call cart. that? A locker? Yeah, cart. Yeah. But you, you've, you've got this beautiful production space here. You've got this there's this this production bottling area. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's that growth. It's it's that development to where you are today. Yeah, it's been it's been really interesting to be part of that process. I remember the first time we did a cook in this kitchen. Um, I still have pictures from it. I remember stopping at the produce junction to pick up the, the you know, the onions and the carrots and the whatever. And I had. 200 pounds of produce in my car and it was leaning and taking pictures and he said you getting ready for this and and uh, you know so and learning now that maybe that first cook was you know over ambitious and we were trying to do too much and now we don't roll in with 120 pounds of produce now we've got 40 or 60 pounds of produce that we're working with in a day you know and we've got our production schedule so right now we produce sauce in 15 gallon batches uh when we're doing our productions and right now we're probably producing what four or five times a year maybe well hopefully more yeah Yeah, i mean as of with covid slowing us down i mean we before covid we we were on par to be in the the kitchen at least once a month um but now it's been about four times a year so we've slowed down quite a bit but we're getting our process much more streamlined we would find ourselves taking a solid 13 14 hours to cook you know, 20 gallons of sauce, whereas now we're in and out in 10, you know, 10 to 11 hours, boom, that, that, you know, that's cleaning the kitchen, using the equipment, setting everything up, bottling, and everything is still being hand bottled where, you know, you now we do have a bottling machine, but it is hand pumped um, to help streamline our process. But we used to, you know, dump it from the tilt skillet into a big pot. So we could put that big pot on the stove and then we were draining that into a, into a jug and then filling bottles with a whole bunch of funnels. And now we've got the process a little bit more streamlined to cut that down even further. So as you can imagine with two people or a couple of friends in the kitchen, you know, we're still that like grassroots back, you know, a small mom pop company in that sense that, you know, we're not, there's no robots. <laughs> there's no automated machines just yet. We're still putting their, cutting the vegetables by hand, dumping it in the, weighing it, dumping it, and cooking the sauce, blending it by hand for 30 to 40 minutes every batch, um, and then bottling and doing everything by hand. There's there's a little bit of Frank and Deep in every bottle of Frankly Deep. Okay, know, that really. I, I think that, you know, I can't wait to see the T-shirt and uh, where everybody says I got a little bit of Frank and Deep in me. So that would, <laughs> uh, that, that would resonate real well, right? Yeah, I think so. You and I and Dawn and we met – at the Valley Forge Beer and Cider Festival. And that was probably one of the, I, you know, I think you're doing, they have the festivals or they have the um, events here at the Artisan and Exchange, right? Where um, you're able to bring in the public and a lot of the people here, they're making their own product, get to really showcase what they're doing. What was that event like for you, you know, on such a larger scale to share your product? And what was some of the feedback you got? So um, that was our, one of our first events since covid since COVID hit, 
we were doing those events very regularly. In 2019, we'd probably done six or almost eight of those events and we had and oh, when, at least just from that one company yeah, yeah we yeah we'd done it we'd done from a starfish, starfish junctions, junctions. Right. yeah, yeah. Starfish it was starfish junction, junction. Yeah. we'd done a, quite a number but we had in 2020 we had sat down with our meeting you know in january february when we were trying to plan our schedule we had picked out dates we had already picked out about 10 12 events that we wanted to register for you know westchester beer festival um pierogi festival or whatever it is um and COVID hit and that just put the time out on everything. Um, so even the market, we were here, they have a weekly market here. Um, and then towards the end of for COVID safety, et cetera, we sort of didn't get involved back in the market. We are going to be start, but there's limited space now, number of vendors with, you know, everything going on, despite it being an outdoor market, it's still, still a controlled space. So we're trying to get back in there. So we have a regular facing for us, but certainly, um, those events, getting out there back in the public, getting to see people again and getting them to taste our product. Got, I think, honestly, we got a much more positive response than I've ever gotten at one of those events. Um, I, from, I, the, from the Beer and yeah, Cider from the, Festival. from the Valley Forge Beer and Cider Festival. Um, just a lot, lot of positive, positive response from the public. I really am enjoying getting our sauce out there. I love the critics, you know. I love the harsh, harsh critics. You're, you're stepping into some really um, significant waters, with there are hot sauce aficionados everywhere and that critique or that feedback is you know there are people that want to give you their opinion right yeah we we sit down and we meet with jim pappas he's with cheesesteak adventure and he has his own 100 100 point grading scale yeah and then i'll have you know people in the social world that'll you know kind of you know it's once you step out there you're always open for what you do to where people have their own opinion of what you're doing, even though they're not doing it. Yeah. One of my favorite, favorite um, stories with that is at the Philadelphia Craft Beer Festival, also held by Starfish. Um, it was at the Naval Yard. I think it was our official like first event that we did for Starfish. And towards the end, you know, it's a beer and beer and beer festival. So you've got patrons that are drinking, you got customers that are a little inebriated. Uh, one guy tasted all five of our sauces and every single one was a disappointment to him. I don't know what it was. What I it, think it wasn't hot enough. Yeah, it wasn't hot enough. And then he That's stood our- he stood by the booth for the next like ten minutes. And told every person that came by the booth that tasted her sauce, no, that's not good sauce. You got to go up there to have one. You got to go. Those guys up there have delicious sauce. And there's like another salsa vendor or something up the up the, up the row. And get that. And you yeah. got to love that. And on, so, on some level, you like, I want to get that guy. I want to get that guy and like give him a plate of food and say, try our sauce again. Because, you know, it's, 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 you know, by itself, it can be a little overwhelming or underwhelming. But when complimented with food in the way that you're supposed to enjoy hot sauce, it can it can really take it up. That's a perfectly good opinion or thought that you know. Look, when you're tasting a sauce, and this is good for us to understand. Yeah, you're tasting a sauce, but what you had said deep is that you want to share it. You want to have it a compliment for food, yeah. and you, you you put it on a chip. I get that, but it doesn't give you the ability to bring out flavors from from like say chicken or beef or pork or fish or whatever you're making. Yeah, and that's a great point. And I think when we met, you really did take the time to talk and say this would be great with this. This would be great with this. You should try this with this. So you're understanding to where you're educating your you know where your new customers, your new raving fans. Yeah, 
You talked about sharing this with friends or family, but what were some of those aha moments or what was that one where you both looked at each other and said, you know what? We're on to something. Maybe this should be a business. I mean, I think one of the biggest aha moments, at least for me, was before the company was even even founded. It was just, I've had an, numerous hot sauces and yeah, they're hot, but what, like, they're just hot for the sake of being hot, they're, they're basically almost borderline novelty sauces, and, and some of them definitely are. They're so hot. And that was one thing that I, I know I didn't want our sauce to be was a novelty, was something that was, you know, somebody maybe would purchase, take home, try one time, you know, sweat their face off, and then it, it's in the fridge and it's, it's, you know, it's brought out again maybe sometime when they're drinking and it's as a challenge, you know. For, that's not what we so I wanted something that every meal somebody was like, oh, yeah, you need some frankly deep. On I it. call those sauces one drop wonders because you only need one drop, and then you wonder where you where, where why you ever did it, <laughs> where your taste buds yeah, went. Well, yeah, to? why you ever did it? You know, yeah. Um, was yeah, the challenge? yeah what's what the you, point of that? I, today? Hot yeah. sauce is a condiment. You know, just like mayonnaise or ketchup, I want you to reach for the bottle of frankly deep because that's what you want on your food. So that's what we're going. So you're for. on a quest. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we're focused on flavor, and we want the heat to, to be there and back it up. But you know, we want you're that. not looking for some insanity in a hot sauce, are you? Well, at least not with this to. line. You know, in the future, I think we really do want to come out with something hotter. We have in the past, but it 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 doesn't please the masses. You know, what we really, I think, what what I enjoy the most is people who don't really love hot sauce, especially when we do these events and, you know, somebody's walking by and they're five, eight, ten feet away from our from our uh, stand and they're just kind of peering over and saying, like, hi, come on over, try some hot sauce. And they're like, oh, no, I don't like hot sauce. And after about five minutes of talking to them, they've tried two, three, four of our sauces and they love them and they buy a bottle. And these are people that I don't like hot sauce. And I, I think to me that's one of the best feelings in the world is that you just brought somebody, they were scared of something and that you brought them into this world and able to show them that it's not what you previously thought it was, but it can be something different. It can be something better, something that you really like. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to try some of these hot sauces and talk about how you introduce those people to the table and allow them to really have that experience. We'll be right back. Sounds good. Brewskits, beer, grain, dog bones, brewskits, your dog will go wild, brewskits, Beer, grain, dog bones, a healthy alternative for your pup. Brewskits are all natural and made in the USA. Visit brewskit.com. That's B-R-E-W-S-C-U-I-T.com. We're back. Deep, you're setting us up. We've got the Tostito chips rolling. You are very organized and detailed as to how you're setting these up. We were talking as, as you were setting up these different sauces, just, you know, with COVID, Right now, you know, you got chips for us, but you were talking about how there's a different way that you've really been presenting the sauces to the consumer now. Yeah. So in the beginning, when we used to uh, allow people to taste our sauce here at the market, here at the Artisan Exchange or um, down um, at a show, wherever it may be, we used to literally serve them, give them, uh, give it to them on chips. We used to give them little Tostito chips and some sauce. And uh, due to COVID and sampling and having to go in and out of the bag, etc., we abandoned all that. And now we just pour a little bit of a sauce in a little two-ounce cup and give them a spoon. To and you it. seem to think that that might be better or at least it allows people to taste the sauce on its own. Yeah, it's, it's unadulterated. You but know, then they don't know no what to do with it, you're saying. In, well, well, at first they don't. But then as soon as 
I think they taste it. They realize it's not quite as hot as they thought it was going to be. It has a lot more flavor than they than they thought it was. And I mean, after there, it's usually the, I mean, it's maybe one out of every two hundred people is like, oh, you don't have a chip or you don't have a bottle of water or something like that. Most people are completely okay and they enjoy it. Or sometimes they'll come over, try one or two, and then take a walk around, let their mouth come back down. You know, especially at the beer fest, grab a couple of beers and then swing back by. We encourage people to. Uh, bring their honestly some people that are a little scared they're like ah you know i don't want to just eat straight hot sauce okay well feel free to go you know when you grab lunch bring your lunch on that's a tremendous idea we'll sauce up your meal you know so that is tremendous i would not have thought about that and now when i go to these festivals and you guys are there uh, we never got to the food trucks. We, we never did make it to the food trucks over there. The lines were so long, yeah, and um, I think that they were just – I think a couple of trucks didn't show up, unfortunately, and then you know true. the other ones were backed up a little bit. But that's a great idea. Those bacon people. I'm going to find which hot sauce goes with those bacon people, and uh, we'll, we'll do yeah, that. Yeah, we should team up. <laughs> now, Deep, you said um, – you were talking about the fact that you know five or six sauces. Um, I see five here. Yep. Um, you were saying that you have another sauce right now? That's correct, yeah. So as Frank – you know, as we proudly boast that we like to grow the peppers for our own sauce, you know, Frank practices organics, and we know that our peppers are – you know, have the flavors that they do and the heat levels that they do because Frank, you know, Frank is growing them. Um, one of our sauces that I actually don't have with us here today, and because we've sort of hit little hiccups with our production supply, is our hot red. That is the mildest of our, of our six sauces that we offer. It's a cayenne-based hot sauce. Um, and the reason that we struggled with production is because uh, we had hiccups with the peppers uh, one season. Uh, last season, they didn't grow. They didn't produce in the manner that they were supposed to. We were anticipating, you know, close to 10 pounds of, you know, 15 pounds or whatever for the season, and they did not produce at all, barely. And so, you know, we found ourselves in a position that we had to restart a growth cycle or source peppers. Um, so we had to put that one on hold. And fortunately, we were in COVID, so there wasn't high demand for, you know, for sauce flying off the shelf in general. So we were able to make it work. Um, and we do have some peppers ready to go finally. And oh, we, great. And we're going to be cooking a batch here very, very soon. So our, our fans can certainly get excited. Your sixth gonna... expression. Now, they can find these sauces on your website. That is and correct. And what website would that be? Frankly-deep.com. Frankly-deep.com. So it's the dash, not D-A-S-H, yeah. for those that uh, are literal yep. about what you're doing. And if, and if for some reason they forget and they happen to just type franklydeep.com, it'll get them there. It'll get them there, too. Yeah, You've got that uh, domain yeah, thing. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know, as just long as you're it. close, we'll get you there. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. And for our local fans, you know, um, sometimes shipping and things like that. And you know, For our fans, we ship all over the country, anywhere you want. Um, uh, we have a friend in Austria that's been actually dying to get our sauce in, a, in, in the next couple of weeks. I don't know how that's going to work. I'm going to just ship it to him to see how customs work on that. Okay. To see if we can so get internationally, because our, our podcast is listened to internationally? Yeah. If somebody... I, we would be more than willing to figure it out. For we'll them. figure it Absolutely. out. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. You I heard know that here. our credit card processing has to be done domestically. I think that was the issue with that. But okay. we can – obstacles with that, you know, get a friend – we can we get a friend and we'll figure it out. You'll get a, uh, a hot sauce mule. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean even with the advent of Venmo and everything else, I'm sure we could – we can accommodate our customers. Right. Yeah. I think I think as you go, you figure it out, yeah. right? Just as you've gotten to this point here. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What is the first sauce we're gonna try? Take us through the ex- the sauce experience. So we've got five sauces here for you, and we're gonna start at the bottom of our ladder and go. You know, incrementally take slight steps up. And I just want to let everyone know, all of our sauces, I would say, fall into the happy medium range. We've got a medium to the higher end of medium. I think anyone who's really, really into hot sauces is big into peppers would consider all of our sauces on the milder side. But I would say even for the average hot sauce person who's really into hot sauce, we've got a good bite, good flavor present on everything, and you can really taste the peppers. And that's really what we're focusing on here. So the first sauce that I have for us all to try is the floor is hot guava. So guava-based hot sauce, we use a pure guava puree uh, with some vegetable mash in there. And then our pepper blend on this one is going to be chocolate habaneros, scotch bonnets, and seven pots. So we've got three different three different peppers on that. So cheers. 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 All right, I'm that. I'm enjoying this without the the chip as you talked about, just to a taste a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, is there a way that like you should taste hot sauce? I mean, is I, there a method that I, you could communicate when I, that? Yeah, when I, <coughs> Not that way. <laughs> no, I, for anyone that wants wants water, I brought water as well. Um, but when I do the hot sauce, I put it on my tongue and I smear it across the top of my palate. Okay. So then that way it covers all over my tongue so that in case the hot sauce does have un- other ingredients, like we do use this unsweetened guava pulp, uh, we use onions and carrots in ours as well, you can truly get that full flavor, you know, if there is any sweet, any sour, and you get that full flavor across your tongue. Um, <clears throat> You're bringing me back right now in my first frankly deep experience. <laughs> and one of the aspects of your hot sauce that really hit me was the creaminess of it. In a lot of hot sauces you get are, there's a coarseness to it where there's the, the blends have come together. It's almost like salsa-like, but this is really creamy. And, and and you you brought me back to that same experience that I just had. Is is that something that you? I mean, is that something that's a happy accident that you're striving for? Is that what with the goal? And I mean, you talked about your experience and yeah. from your culture. Yeah. So in the beginning, honestly, um, we so we we blend all of our sauces using an immersion blender. Um, and we have found over the process, I don't know how long ago it was, but we have found the longer you blend it, the the smoother and more emulsified and overall more consistent of a product. So we blend all of our sauces for a minimum of 30 minutes, sometimes closer to 40, 45 minutes. Um, and that's just good old-fashioned Wow, that's motor. just... Boat motor. It's also adding air yep. to it as well. And that's maybe where you're getting that that volume of creaminess that's enjoyable. So this one that you talked about, the first one we did, mm-hmm. talk about pairings with food and things yeah. that, it's not just a hot sauce, it's not just stick it on your tongue, it's not just like, sure. and I have to say, approachable, your hot sauce has flavor, it has character, I'm feeling the sweat on my forehead, but it's not like I can't come back for more. And that's exactly what we want you to do. We want you to be able to reach out for the bottle and put a little bit more on there. Um, I love the guava on anything with a tomato. I think it melds really well with the tomato. So I love it with pasta. Like if my wife were to cook me a tomato-based pasta, I'm adding guava on top as my heat. I love it on pizza. And my wife loves it on her eggs. She likes it on her breakfast. Um, In terms of a cooking sauce, in terms of marrying, I love to marry this with barbecue sauce. 
and then brush it on chicken, either pre or while it's on the grill to add that nice sweet, sweet heat to it. Um, you get that stickiness from the sugar and the barbecue sauce sticking on there that allows the sauce to also get in there. It's it's really incredible. It, it, it's a great cooking sauce as well. That's the, I, I now I'm like, all right, we have four more. What's the next one? Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got our malicious mango. Malicious mango. <coughs> Excuse me. A lot of alliterations there. Um, you're the hot sauce guy. How come you're coughing? Oh, I just that chip, I think, went down the <laughs> wrong tube. All right. We're blaming it on the chip. Yeah, we're blaming it on the chip. So the mango here. This is malicious mango. mango. Yeah. Who comes up with these names? Well, we do. You we both do. do. Yeah, we no, do. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying I'm to picture the... I'm a big word, the, guy. Well, this is, I mean, that's a, great, that's a great conversation piece there because the floor is hot guava. Deep was, all not, was yeah. not a huge fan of in the beginning. He, not for it, and I think almost every single event that we do now, there's somebody that comes up and is like, oh my God, I love that name. <laughs> yeah, and you know, floor is hot guava play on the words of that game. We also play as kids as the floor is hot lava where you're jumping from couch to couch. And um, so that was our inspiration for that. See, back in my day, it was Jaws and you had to avoid being killed by the shark. So you avoided the water by jumping on the couch. I stayed out of pools for like six months because of that movie. So <laughs> I understand. So the mango, I don't know how, have you gotten a good bite on that one yet? About the same heat as the guava. I think maybe a little bit more of a tip of the tongue. You know, not delayed quite like the guava is burn. Um, what were the pepper, what, what did the pepper make up? I want to say mash bill, um, but it's not bourbon or whiskey. Well, the, the build between the guava and the mango are very similar. We have a habanero in there as well as um, seven yellow seven pot and I believe a... Scotch bonnet. Yeah, scotch bonnet. Yeah, the, um, the guava has chocolate habaneros in there. So that's a more of a bolder, brighter, like a brighter citrus flavor on the, on the habanero versus a regular habanero. Um, it's also brown in color, hence the name chocolate. Um, they're both very similar heat levels. We try to tailor it uh, to be similar. The mango is a direct inspiration from my Caribbean heritage, you know, being born in Jamaica. I'm thinking chicken on this, shrimp, seafood, it, that right? That is literally yeah, shrimp, definitely goat, chicken, pork. Mm -hmm. That is um, my, my go-to with the mango is I take two tablespoons of the mango, a tablespoon of olive oil, uh, a pinch of garlic powder, a pinch of onion powder, a pinch of salt, a pinch of pepper, and that's my marinade for chicken breast or shrimp. Uh, let it sit on there for like 45 minutes to an hour and then high heat either in the broiler or on the grill uh, to get it caramelized. Let the sugars cook up and it almost makes like a little bit of a sticky glaze on there. Um, mango is my cooking sauce. I love to cook with it. I think it's a great marinade. Um, you can put it in a, in, a, in a salad dressing for like a nice spicy, sweet mango salad dressing. Um, I mean, by, it, by itself, uh, mahi tacos, shrimp tacos, um, uh, your eggs, morning, morning eggs, a lot, it's a go-to for a lot of people. This has more of a vinegary sourness to it, which, again, that's where... I, all the things that you said that this would complement, I could see that going tremendously well. Yeah. This is delicious. Who does the artwork? You said you guys do the artwork together we too? We started or? to. Okay. The, the actual... It's um, kind of like has this South Park-esque look to it. <laughs> the, the pepper in the bottle is actually 
is actually my artwork, but everything else we had a, uh, a, a smaller company do for us. Okay. Yeah, we had to, I mean, it was our inspiration when we brought it to them. We had ideas. We told them that we had little characters. We had a vision of, like, you know, a pepper town and a pepper sheriff, um, which is, you know, the design of the Welcome to Scoville. That's our pepper sheriff. You know, he's literally the sheriff. Of the so Scoville. you're also selling, you know, these these bendable figure action that's coming, figures. That's coming. The plushies are coming. Oh, yeah. it's, it's that's my dream. World. No. It's, it's, it's my dream. And then it, like a little cartoon. Do you know Star Wars came out of action figures yep. first oh, and yeah. then it was creating the story in the movie after sure so i mean obviously you did the pepper thing but now you've got plushies as you said bendable action figures yeah we're definitely um, going to start opening up the naming of the characters like my favorite here is this mango guy he's got a bandolier with some bullets he's got a gold tooth he's got a lot of character to him so he's it's my favorite there is well the he mango. looks malicious to me <laughs> yeah he's certainly up to no good He's certainly up to no good. Maybe maybe a couple of bank robberies in his history there. We don't, we don't know yet. What's our next one? All right. Next up, we've got the Habanero Heaven. It's the place where all habaneros go to die. The good ones, the bad ones, all of them make it up to heaven. All habaneros go to heaven. Um, and uh, this is a very, very, very approachable sauce. Uh, most people think habaneros and they think that it's going to burn them out or bl blow them out and it's going to be too much or overwhelming. We use four different kinds of habaneros in there, red, orange, Mayan, and chocolate. Um, and we really, really try to showcase the flavor of that habanero pepper. Um, I think this sauce is great on a taco, a burrito, anything Tex-Mex, anything Mexican, even traditional tacos, enchiladas. It is fantastic flavor. It's got the right amount of kick. Um, and I, it's, I personally love it. I think it's a great sauce. It can be a great marinade sauce if you've got another flavor that you're looking for in the marinade. That can be a great background heat, too. I don't think it'll overwhelm the flavors that are in your your sauce or your marinade is you know that you're going for it'd be a great compliment to just kick it up a little bit were you both in hot sauces i mean culturally deep you talked about you know where you come from but for you frank i mean is this something where you loved hot sauce you would break for a hot sauce oh. i mean all that stuff well, when i first met deep i probably my tolerance probably com dwarfed his completely it's been only the last maybe eight to ten years that deep's really yeah, gotten um, quite the tolerance for peppers. If my mother or brother were in here, they'd probably be um, telling all my secrets and letting <laughs> you all know that I actually didn't eat hot at all growing up. My mom used to have to make a separate pot of chicken for me that had no peppers in it. Even now, sometimes when she makes some food, she'll tell me there's no peppers in it, and I'll eat it. Like, mom, you're lying to me. <laughs> there is this is way too you got hot. to eat your peppers. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna have you eat your peppers. Exactly. Well, there's so many healthy variables to you know. Peppers, you know, there are healthful variables to why you should be eating peppers. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of health Vitamin C, anti-inflammatory, I believe, as well. This takes you to a point, and then it just kind of – it doesn't really rocket ship off. And, it's, and, and again, as you characterize your words where it's approachable, you want to go back and have more. I can go back and have more. I can have that experience. The heat gets me, and then it just leaves that spot, so I can reevaluate. You know, reevaluate re to that spot again. All of our sauces, yeah, the heat may be at, at the beginning may scare some people, but because you know they're tasting that habanero family pepper. But all of our sauces have a definitive stopping point. They don't chase you down into your belly. They don't. They don't make you. You know, stomach hurt a couple hours later because we're all natural. There's no extracts. There's no funny business. Everything is just 
all natural and straightforward. We don't put any additives in there, no gums. You know, we use a, a distilled water, distilled water. And vinegar. to your point, again, as you talk about, there are no gums. There's no thickening agents. And these are creamy and they're stable. Yep. You Obviously, you're going to shake them up a little bit. Yep. But you don't have that major separation sometimes where you see a more commercially produced hot sauce, right? Correct. I'm almost disappointed there are only two left. I want you to expand out to like a 40 – uh, a forty hot sauce line now. Well, when we when we come back in five years and we do another episode and we've right. got, and we've got a fermented option to actually. I hope we don't have to wait five years, but I okay. Hope so too. <laughs> Where are you at with this one? All right, so this one is our welcome to Scoville. So okay, we, and that's the sheriff guy. That's it. This is our pepper sheriff here. It's this is our eight pepper blend. I like to call this the jack of all trades. Um, it's an eight pepper vinegar forward blend. You can put this one in almost anything. You can add it to a Bloody Mary. You can add it to buffalo chicken dip. If your existing buffalo chicken dip needs to be spicier, you can add it to your ramen. You can add it to your soup. It is just absolutely delicious. It's more along the lines of that typical vinegar forward sting that people are – some people are looking for in their Tabasco style or Frank's Red Hot style. That's like the Louisiana style. Uh, it is not aged. We don't age any of our peppers. We aren't there yet. But uh, we do use um, eight different peppers in here, including uh, Fatalis, Scorpions, Vipers, Carolina Reapers, Ghost Peppers, Mayan Habaneros, and Red Habaneros in this one. So this is an eight. So you can tell people now that you've tried the Carolina Reaper once you've eaten this sauce. We just use them all sparingly. I will say this is that one hot sauce that if you just say, I just want a hot sauce. But this is that. Again, you're going to always have one of those people that go, ah, this, is hot. this isn't hot enough. To me, there's still some flavor, as you talked about, with the vinegar base to it. I don't know why. What, what, what popped into my head was like adding it to beans and rice and something where you want to add heat, but you don't want to totally change the plate flavor profile. I think my favorite thing to put that on all across the board are oyster shooters. That's and great. It, you know, a little, little dash of that with a little squirt, some fresh lemon, and, and you're good to go. Yeah, it's great. We actually... So yeah, next time we see you at one of those festivals, you're going to be doing oysters with the hot sauce, well, please? When, when, there, <laughs> when there are oyster uh, vendors. booths, vendors there, we actually usually take go up and give them a bottle or two of our sauce. That's a and great idea. just set it out. And I love your, mar- I love your and marketing. It's usually pretty, pretty low when, when we come back at the end of it. People are eating it up. Do you have... A, do either of you have a background in marketing or... Um, I have a degree from... Uh, Penn State business management. Okay. So that's where a lot of this comes in to from from your packaging to your message to the branding and everything that you have that experience that you're bringing to the business. Sure, yeah. Cool. You seem surprised. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it is odd. But then, you know, it, it, it does come from the education. But as, as well, you know, just going through life, you start to pick out things that you like and don't like. And when you actually get to make something, then you can adjust it to the way that you want it to be, right. you know, in life, you don't get to do that very often. I think we've, Deep and I have done a great job of tailoring each of these sauces to agree with both of our palates and I think hopefully agree with yours too. You know, everyone else is out there as well. I'm agreeing. Yeah. This is good. This is good so far. What's, uh, sadly, what's the last one? Sadly, sadly, <laughs> we're up to the last one in our lineup for now, but this is the belligerent butternut. Probably this own. is the one that really stood out to me because I've never seen anyone do a butternut hot sauce yep. ever. I mean, and look, and I'm not the hot sauce aficionado, but for Dawn and I in our fermented adventure, we do, you know, like to seek out some different things, and hot sauce is specifically one of them. Yeah, 
Um, so this one's got a, like a creamy aspect to it that mm. like really most hot sauces don't have. That creaminess will melt down across your palate and then the heat and the taste of the ghost pepper is going to start to creep in and linger. This one's got the biggest bite that we make by far. It is certainly noticeable on the heat scale that, you know, we're – this is I would say that's when we start to get towards that like hot range maybe. We start to dip into that hot range. It's got a really, really, really nice bold ghost pepper flavor that comes in on the exhale on the back end. And I think it um, builds throughout your meal. Yeah, and it continues to build. As you add more and more, that heat will continue to build on you. Um, I remember the first time I tasted this sauce, we've certainly de developed the recipe to bring out the flavors and develop more flavors over time. But the first time I tried it, I came home from a 12-hour shift at the shop, and I came home, and Frank was slaving away in the kitchen. And I, and I walked in, and he said, hey, man, you got to try this. And I, I took my first spoon, and I put it in my mouth, and I said, what is that, mango? He goes, no, try again. And so I ate another spoon, and I couldn't quite put, him, put my hands on it. He's like, butternut squash. And, you know, that that's when we knew that day from that day would, would be a winner. We've we certainly tweaked it and gotten it to where we, you know, like it now where we think it's a final product. But that truly is our, like, ace in the hole. I really think it's our unique sauce. It's our most unique presentation by far. Um, I think it goes on anything. I love it on my breakfast. I mix it with my ketchup and dip my fries in it. Um, I I just love it. It's, it's excellent in chili. Uh, it's a great ace in the hole secret to add to chili. Uh, because of the fall flavors that are involved. Um, but I really, really like it. It's a really unique sauce, and I'd love to hear what you guys think. I, I think it's tremendous. I favorite. think <laughs> there's so much. I mean, coming back to this and not having, you know, gone through and we're not drinking cider and beer, our palates are fresh. So I will tell you, I now get to experience these as we're sitting down, even more flavor, even more character. And these, to me, are tremendous wonderful hot sauces so thank you for all the hard work and effort and the 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 stick to as to where you are right now the um one thing i will tell you is with that last hot sauce the the squash mm -hmm. um we've been making a lot of uh, spaghetti squash mm -hmm. and spaghetti squash is nice because you, you treat it just like a pasta but it's got that creamy texture and i'm thinking that's something i want to add to the next time i make spaghetti squash as well but a butternut squash soup if oh, yeah. you want to add that to mm -hmm. it or or a bisque, there's a lot of variation you could do where it doesn't – it lends and, and complements. It doesn't overwhelm and take away. That's a great one to put in a butternut squash soup. Yeah, right You know, it, right on par with the flavor and, and just adds, you know, just a little bit, just a little heat. And, you know, you don't want to overwhelm it. But. So you guys are hot sauce guys, and this is Fermented Adventure. So what I brought with us today – is Bly, B-L-Y, ancho chili liqueur. Gluten-free. It's 40% alcohol by volume, so it's 80 proof. This is distilled by Pennsylvania Pure Distillers. Uh, they're in Glenshaw, PA. Now, we picked this bottle up at Boyd & Blair out in western Pennsylvania, but you're hot sauce guys. And I figure, look, let me bring something and see what you think about this as, as being a spicy liqueur. And, you know, cheers! Cheers. Cheers. Wow, that's really good. I bet you that would go really good with like a espresso martini. I love that idea. Kate, what do you want to say down there? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, for, especially um, like it's a nice sweet. It's got really that sweet. sweet the heat it's comes in. Too. Now, yeah, my thought is, does anybody do a dessert hot sauce? Oh, they yeah. do exist. Okay. They do exist. And I, I went... 
the first year the New York City Hot Sauce Expo ever came to fruition, I went there with my mother. Frank couldn't get off at the time. It was only a one or two a day event at the time. I think now it's like a three or four day thing and you buy a whole pass and go for the whole weekend. Um, and we had just started the company. We were like one or two years into it. So I went to just see what it was all about and see what kind of competition and different things are out there. And there are guys out there making hot ice cream. They're putting habaneros in ice cream. They're making spicy ice cream. They're making dessert sauces that are designed to like go on vanilla ice cream that are like a strawberry scorpion sauce that's like really thick or like a raspberry something that's like, you know, like a glaze. Um, being hot sauce guys, we get, you know, offered a lot of stuff that people, you know, make at home. Like, hey, you got to try this. I made this at home. We were at a show once and some guy offered us a sauce that he made at home and he uh, he made a bourbon cherry like habanero or scorpion something with cherries and bourbon and then he did another one with blueberries and habanero and yeah no there are definitely dessert sauces out there we've we've toyed with the idea i've played with some stuff at home you know just real real small trying to mess around trying to figure out flavors but nothing that we've nothing we've brought to the table to to bring to the to bring to the world yet so as you come together we're hopefully seeing the world open up COVID and all of that. Are there more festivals that you'll be participating in? Where are people now going to be able to find you besides the website if they want to meet you in person and get to see your great personalities and your fabulous hot sauce? All right. Absolutely. So for now, um, in terms of a local presence, if you are local to Westchester, Downingtown, Chester That's County in Pennsylvania. Area, yep. Anywhere local, local this area, Pennsylvania. Um, website is the best place to, to order. Um, and then you can select local pickup if you're super local and we can arrange a, a time so you don't have to worry about shipping. Um, but after that, we're at the, are we still at the Ace Hardware in Procopson? Are they open? What's the deal with that? They are. They, they may need new. Okay. Um, so we're at the Ace Hardware in Procopson. We're at the front. Pick up some nuts, some bolts, some hot sauce. (laughs) They've got like a small local contention for their barbecue, especially in the summer. They've got some barbecue sauces and, you know, things like that. So they carry our sauce in that that section. Uh, But we're also – we're going to be teaming up with a uh, local food broker. So we're hopefully going to be in some more markets locally for pickup. That's exciting. It really is. I mean, does this kind of – like keep you up at night just the excitement of what you're doing with this business all the time um we just got an you know email today from the from our food broker saying hey hey guys we're gonna need some new photos here there here are the requirements for the warehouse in order to put them in their catalog um so that's very exciting to know that we're hopefully soon going to be in like a you know a catalog unfi east or something like that um i know that a local distributor our our they, we, we were told that our product is going to be at a local distributor on their table for up-and-coming products available for order in the coming season. So we really hope to be having a local presence uh, on some store shelves here within you know within the next three to six months. And if you're local to northern New Jersey, we'll be at the um, New Jersey uh, Beer Expo on the 12th of this month. And then uh, the 26th of this month, we will be at the Kennett Winterfest if you're local to Kennett Square. Yeah, so we've got two events in February, February 12th at the Meadowlands in New Jersey with the New Jersey Beer Expo. And then at the end of February, February 26th, we'll be at Kennett Square at the Kennett Winterfest. Now, you've got this great packaging, and what I would encourage people to do is you've heard us talk about these five flavors that you do. Go buy the variety pack. 
and try them all and then, you know, give us some feedback and buy more, right? You want us to (laughs) – and just try them. So this has been awesome. I I love what you guys are doing and we – Dawn and I, when we met and got the chance to talk to you, I said, I definitely want to, you know, just learn more about what you're doing and how you're doing it. So this has been a treat for us. Thanks for sharing your hot sauce. Thanks for sharing your time. Um, and we look forward to all the great things that are happening with uh, Frankly Deep. And uh, go check out their website. And we'll see you hopefully not five years from now, but really no. soon with new yeah. expressions and new experiences. We'll, we'll be thank, in touch. Thank yeah, you so thank much. Thank you so much. We had a blast here today on uh, Fermented Adventures. Thanks, guys. <laughs>